What's going on everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Life After High School. So, as you know and can see right now, in front of me is my laptop, not another person. And the main reason for that is I've been scrolling through um, a lot of different um, uh, social media platforms that I have and that I'm on and that I use frequently and every time I post on these different platforms, hey, what do you want to hear me talk about next or who do you want me to hear uh, talk to next? Majority of the people say, well, we want to hear you interview yourself. And now I don't have any medical capability um, to the extent of duplicating myself. I can't just um, command C and command V myself over there. So I've decided to craft my own unique way of doing this podcast solo. So I've done one of these before um, about a year ago. Actually, I think this year um, at I think January 10th. It's right there. It didn't do too bad. Um, people liked it. There was a lot of good feedback. I think a lot of it was attributed to just what was going on, and it was not a good year either. It didn't start off a good year. It was kind of the beginning of 2020, which was the worst year of my existence. Um, it's weird to say when you think of all the crazy days that have happened, but I think that was the worst year of the 25 I've been alive for. I think um, looking back on... 2020 and 2021 and it was something that I didn't feel just I was kind of it was kind of a lost phase I wasn't sure what was going on whether it be with myself or with work business projects like the one I'm doing now with the podcast um, it was a lot of kind of sorting out and we'll get into it we'll get into that shortly I know we will um, because it's right here in front of me <laughs> but we will talk about it, and I promise we'll get to the bottom of that, and I think voicing it now will make it very, very easy for me to kind of put it in the past and be able to kind of tell you guys and share and manifest these really cool, interesting projects that I'm going to be trying to um, create over the next couple of years. But first, my life after high school. So my journey kind of started, um, as anyone else's would, graduated high school, Everybody kind of has an idea of what they want to do or where they want to go. Um, I was no different than anybody else. I didn't know what I really wanted to do per se. I had ideas of what people were telling me I'd like. Um, I had a lot of people kind of sharing what they were doing. It's like, do you want to go near your friends or do you want to like escape all your friends and like reinvent yourself and like be who you want to be or reach this potential thing that people are telling you you have so much of? So... I knew at that point I loved studying like buildings and the actual physical construction of buildings and structures and stuff like that. So with my knowledge of that about myself, my awareness of that, I said, you know what, it's not so much what I want to learn about, it's where I want to live. Since I was probably in grade 7, grade 5, 6, 7, I wanted to live in Ottawa. I thought it's the nation's capital. I have good, good, good family. There was always treating me well every time I visit. And I knew a few people going there, so it wouldn't be too much out of my element. But it was a brand new city, a totally different environment, and a brand new experience for me. And I thought that was super cool. So I applied to a bunch of places, different cities and stuff. But when I got accepted to Algonquin for architectural technology, I dove in it. I said, accept whatever. I don't care the cost. I'm going to make this happen. 
So between working a lot towards the end of high school, like 30 to 50 hours a week, lifeguarding at the pool and teaching swimming and then trying to play all the sports you can just to find out that the timeline of your work over the summer and you playing competitive soccer or com- or they ban the, or they uh, stop running the cross country team or track team at Algonquin. So you're like, this is kind of lame, invested all this time, but it's kind of how life goes. So I was able to focus on my studies. But as those people would know, the first year of college or university is always a write-off you're trying to figure out who you are do all this crazy stuff you're making up a lot of lies from who you used to be and you're telling people what you want to do and what you want to become everybody's comparing future salaries that are always just inflated numbers um and a lot of that kind of transpired into me working really hard figuring out what i wanted to do understanding I didn't want to work in an office environment. That was the one thing I did know. I knew how I learned best. I knew that I still loved to learn about what I was learning about in school. And that was able to help me get me through the good days and bad days. What I found out a lot about towards the end of my schooling was everybody messes up a lot. Everybody makes crazy mistakes. Everybody botches things. Everybody feels bad, feels guilty. Nobody actually knows what they really want to do and once you kind of gather that feeling it makes everything a lot easier to kind of do everybody puts this pressure on themselves because they feel they have no idea what they're doing but everybody else seems to have it together and all figured out which is the most bullshit thing i've ever heard and thought of it's just not true um i still know people to this day myself included are always like well you know i like doing this i love learning about that but what can we do to streamline that into something or I like doing this and honestly there's a market for everything it's kind of outrageous which is why people are kind of switching mindsets to school's not really the main thing that can cause you money because we have the internet and stuff which we'll get into later fast forward um as I'm kind of graduating I knew a couple things I knew I wanted to travel and I knew I want to take a bunch of risks and I want to go explore I like getting lost I like going to see different things I love learning through the experience of doing something And that was kind of the best way that I could go about planning my leave from school. So in May of 2018, about a month and a half after I graduated uh, my program in college, I went and took a two-week service trip to the Amazon rainforest, uh, eight hours south of the capital capital of Ecuador, Quito, um, with some amazing women, met some amazing people, and Still to this day, I admire each and every one of them for everything they've taught me, everything they've done, and just who they are and who they've become. And I think it's just something that's amazing to see, and I'm super grateful to have had that opportunity to pick their brains, learn from them, and I look forward to having some of them on the show in the future. And so after working at an outdoor center and summer camp throughout the summer, I left and went to six weeks to uh, Europe. So a month and a half with one of my good friends, James. Um, we basically went, chased a bunch of sunsets, wanted to recreate these really cool experiences in these ridiculous countries. Like, basically we started a touchdown in Amsterdam, left in Amsterdam, but six throughout the six weeks we hit like between 15 to 18 countries. And we blitzed a bunch of them. We stayed in a few of them for a good amount of time, and we had a blast. And everything from just way too much drinking to way too much driving to not enough sleep to not enough eating to arguing over stupid things to not thinking about doing other things to spending a lot of money to having no money and being flat broke 
and not being able to access the money you do have because apparently there's no Bank of Montreal in Paris, France. Um, who would have thought about that one? Um, we're eating these ridiculous meals with these really cool people, seeing these really exotic animals and these really violated health codes. And we kind of, after looking back on it oh, a couple of years later, the more I kind of distanced myself from that trip, the more um, I kind of appreciate it. And I think that's to be said with a lot of things. The more you do something and the further away from it you become, it's that sense of you're grateful and you can kind of understand why you had that chance or that opportunity to do that thing. It could have taught you a bunch of lessons you weren't expecting to learn and everything like that. And that was something that seeing it through and seeing kind of where my friendship is with James now and the silly arguments we had, everything kind of manifested into something really, really cool to look back on. Cool photos, cool videos, cool experiences. And it just made me appreciate and understand what you can actually do and how small of a space you occupy in the world. The whole thing trip for me at the end of it, the more I look back on it, is all perspective. When you go to 18 different countries and blitz a bunch of them, you climb up these highest mountains and you go paddle across these seas and you swim in these like these seas and these oceans, you get to understand that you don't occupy that big of a space and that puts a lot of things into perspective. Because when you understand how small of a space you occupy on this planet, you realize how small every issue is that you have really is. It's not oh, all of a sudden I'm overtired. It's like, well, there's a lot of people who actually don't care. Nobody does, right? So it makes it a lot easier for you to get through the bad times and make the most out of the good times. So now with the podcast, so with no guests right now, I get to do solo. I got to do a lot of kind of reflection and a few people actually asked me on my Instagram about projects and stuff like that and there's some really cool stuff for the direction of the podcast and the way I'm taking it and the main thing that I want to say about the show is I've made it about myself if you've noticed it great if not great I try to do the show once a week because I think through studying these successful people or the people in these like niches and markets and industries that are very, very, very successful. They have one thing that kind of makes them stand out. It could be their authenticity. It could be the equipment. It could be anything. But the main thing that I've noticed in terms of patterns that's resonated through everybody that I want to be similar to or whether it be in, in, in a similar industry or not, the people who I want to be in the same lane as and competing with is consistency. I think consistency, discipline, hard work, it trumps everything. You can work really hard, but if you're working once every six months, doesn't matter. But it's doing it every day, getting reps in, that's huge. That's the problem, is being able to put in the reps. Not many people choose to do it. I get it. It's exhausting. You're going to make mistakes. But there's so many things that you can get through making mistakes. You understand about yourself. You learn from them. And that's the biggest thing, is if, if you don't learn from your mistakes, you end up getting into this rut of blaming yourself for all these things and playing a very regretful what-if game with yourself that isn't healthy long-term. So what I'm trying to do with the podcast is I have a few cool road trips planned 
I have some to I have one to Boston. I have one I'm doing to Guelph and Etobicoke in a couple weeks, so that'll be a fun one. Um, and then next year I'm trying to do, and I think I'm going to share this with you guys right now. I'm trying to do my 100th episode one of two ways. I'm trying to do it either from not in this country with uh, one or two guests at a time, or I might try to do it in this open area and get like multiple people who I've had on the show come through. And I might try to just blow it out of the water. One of those two things, but either way, it's going to be epic as fuck. And I cannot wait. There's road trips to Charlotte, um, North Carolina. There's uh, road trips to St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I just want to meet people and go visit them who live out there. Uh, people who I've met from doing the podcast, who I've talked to a bunch of times, and I'm still in touch with today. And I just cannot wait to see them. I cannot wait to visit them. I can't wait to learn more from them. Pick their brain about a lot of things. And I, I'm not... If I ever get accused of being selfish this way, I really hope uh, I really hope the person takes it back because I think... I've had so many conversations with people before the podcast and been like, I really don't want to, I really don't want to get into this because I need to save it for the audience. Cause I think there's a lot to unpack and a lot of people's brains that I think if I keep picking, I think it only turn out to be just really, really, really good quality information that a lot of people could use to help them achieve their goals quicker, fast track their, uh, their plans and manifest, uh, kind of the reality that they've always seen themselves, um, having. And I think with more road trips comes more uh, more vlogs. And guys, the vlogs of the, I hate that term, but behind the scenes of all of it is kind of really, really interesting to see. And I think documenting all the things you do, you get to look back on them and share the learning experiences with people, friends, family, or just people finding your stuff online. I think that, that says something really cool about you and you're able to really understand the core of why you make the why you make the decisions you do today and why you've made certain ones in the past that may have not turned out correctly. So it's a lot of self-reflection that you may not be doing intentionally, but it turns out pretty good in the end. So <coughs> with that being said, all right, here we go. Let's get into the thick of it. Switching gears. The other day I came across a um a quote by uh, Will Smith and I think it some like um is it resonated though with me because it's something of what social media has come into. So too many people spend money they haven't earned on things they don't need to impress people that they don't like. So speaking of social media, so before this whole social media thing became um, a th like real, um, I had no idea how many of my friends were freelance motivational influencer speakers um, and who were personal trainers on diets who had a side business of investing in crypto. Now, I have an issue with this, um, but the thing is, is we have to know, and let me preface this, I'm very impartial to politics. I look at something, I do a lot of research, and if I think it's worth my time past that point of educating myself, um, then it's something I'll invest time, more time and more money into. If I know that I can get a certain amount out, I'll always invest a few hours of like deep work and deep research and just dive as far down as I can to figure out what is going to make me the most money or what is going to be the best investment into myself or in my time. And with that being said, 
I think there's too much information at our disposal. And honestly, it doesn't seem like everyone... Like, doesn't it seem like everyone just knows everything nowadays? But the more I look at it and the more I think about it, nobody really knows anything. Like, you guys don't even need to listen to me. I don't really... I know what I've been through. I know what I'm going to do. But I could think of doing it one way. And I could be totally wrong. I thought I would have... I thought the way of me doing a successful podcast would have to be with somebody else. Talking about things I was mildly uncomfortable talking about. And then trying to reach out to these really big people, these big name people with big followings and thinking and being really intimidated and trying to understand like, hey, um, we want you to come on our show, but we actually only talk about a lot of bull crap that you wouldn't be interested in talking about. So we're going to switch the whole point of the show and cater to a different audience just because we want to respect what you have to say. And I thought doing that way wasn't, uh, wasn't the most comfortable thing for me. So... Now, a year, two years, two, almost three years into the doing this podcast, I've now finally decided, let's go once a week. And I use social media as a tool. So we all get caught in the rabbit hole, right, of the browse feed and feature, whatever it's called. But I use it as a tool. I use it to create a profile and a brand ugh, that people will be able to see kind of what I'm into. It's not a highlight and it's not a low light. It's, this is the cool things I do. These are the things that I enjoy to do. This is what my personality is. And it's a platform for me to connect over anything, which I genuinely think is the reason, one of the main reasons we are put on this planet, to grow and connect. And I think if you use social media correctly and you don't flood people's feeds, with a bunch of motivational bullcrap, even though you have no experience or reason or any credibility behind why you're doing anything or saying any of the crap you're saying. And it kind of sticks out to me when I hear all this shit and all these people trying to motivate, but they're like overweight, but like you're, but it's because they made poor choices. But now they're telling you not to make those choices. And like you're putting on 15 pounds, but then why are you running and yelling at the camera telling me to work hard? It's like, what? The hardest working people I know don't have social media. Majority of them don't. They barely, they have the, they have the user default Facebook messenger photo that comes when you log into Facebook. And that's at best. Sometimes like, you know, I get it. Like I said, tool to connect. So using it, fine. Use it to connect with people. Use it to reach out to people and make a cool like brand for yourself or learn as much as you can. That's the whole core of why I'm doing this show is to learn from other people. It's selfish. I think, how much can I learn from listening to a show? And I go, what if that number is infinity? It's an infinite amount of information out there, and I want to suck it all in. I'm very, very selfish that way when it comes to learning about everything. I want That's why I want to do a show weekly. I do it every day if I have the option. So it's something that seeing social media being used poorly, in my opinion, really, really chaps my ass. It's not correct. It's not good. It's, I've hung out with people who I know <laughs> whatever they're going through is not fun. It's not good. And you feel bad for them. But when you're going out with these people and they spend the whole time on their phone, not only do you feel insecure because you wonder what the hell they're doing, like who are they talking to, whether it be a date or something, but you're wondering like, is what you're doing on your phone more like, am I boring you? Am I wasting your time? 
Like you almost want to invoice these people for your time. But you see a lot of like, I've had a few experiences like that and it's very tough because you want to tell them, be like, listen, get off your fucking phone while we're hanging out. If we're just chilling, we're all doing our thing and everybody's kind of just whatever removed from the situation, fine. But if we're having a meaningful conversation and you're just looking at your phone, picking it up, I don't care if that's subconscious, but you're going to be unconscious if you keep doing that. It's very rude and it's very disrespectful. And I've seen it countless times and it drives me insane. It's not something I enjoy seeing and it frustrates me. So if you do that kind of thing, please just be aware. Just start being more aware of what you're doing. It is insane. I can't get past it. Everybody wants to showcase that they're working hard or that they're doing something or that they woke up before 6 a.m. and or like they're working so hard because it's a competition because everybody's competing now. It's an attention thing. It's like, who's the hardest worker in the room? Look, I get it. Do it. Work hard. But you, but like you're running, yelling, you need to work hard. I'm like, if you put your phone down, you're going to run faster. You're going to get to your de destination quicker. You're not distracted. Being on your phone gives you anxiety. It takes you out of the element of what you're in. And you live in this fantasy world and everybody's getting to a point where they're more concerned about what everybody else perceives them as than who they actually are. And in the convoluted mess of this shithole of like poor negative media and like this influx of information that we face every day and that we have access to at our fingertips, it's something that we got to be more aware of consciously to make an effort and get away from what just removes you from living. We're going to people, some people, honestly, that I know will look back and go, I missed everything because they didn't take in the moment photos or they didn't breathe or they didn't stop and smell the roses. Everybody's wondering so much more about what other people think about them than actually what they think of themselves. And they respect negative information and they take everything so seriously. And for what? Nobody actually cares. I don't go onto social media and other people's platforms and pages and whatever, scroll down them for eight, for days, unless I'm doing a research on them for the podcast. Let me preface that, please. Thank you. Unless, unless for the show, right? So when I go down these rabbit holes, I'm like, I will never, never, ever, unless it's for the show, go down the rabbit hole on somebody else's show, uh, page, sorry, and think, whoa, I want to do what that person's doing. I don't care. It's not important. It will not help you. It is a waste of your time and you're going to and that person doesn't care about you. So why get wrapped up in this crazy thing that doesn't really affect you in your day to day? It's a waste of time. It's a waste of brain power and it's a waste of any bit of energy that you have that could be spent like with your girlfriend, with your boyfriend, with your mom, with your dad, with your brothers, your sisters, your best friends, your family, your cousins, anybody. It takes away. I've seen people, people like, oh, I have a procrastination issue. You have a focus issue. Turn off your phone, throw it in another room, charge it, whatever. I don't care. Just figure your shit out. Get past the procrastination issues you have. Reflect. Be more aware of what causes you 
to not stay focused and fix it. A lot of people can't fix their own problems. They want everybody else to do everything for them and it's ridiculous. I get it. You're paying people to do things and stuff like that. That's different. Now, what I'm talking about is some people have a very, very negative mindset towards this problem solving and there's the, oh, I could fix that or like, all right, like, let's sit back, like, let's figure it out and be like, well, oh man, I got this issue. I got to deal with this person at work. I'm like, all right, we'll do this. Well, what if they do that? I'm like, oh, all right, here we go. Start the car. Nothing's coming of this. Don't waste my time anymore. You have to figure some shit out on your own. It's not something that you can just every single day dive into your problems and go, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to solve this. I'm going to solve this. I'm going to solve this. You have to change your mindset and it start, you have to understand and go back as far as you can to understand where you messed up, where you started having this really shitty mindset, remove whatever it is or whoever it is, because more often than not, it's people who are causing you to think this way, product your surroundings, right? Um, and so doing that is very, very crucial. You have to understand and be more aware. And I think self-awareness is the root of solving your biggest problems and changing your habits because habits as much as they're a thing you can also change behavior you can change every day otherwise people who work in like uh, behavioral analysis or behavioral like clinics with outreach uh, people um, or people in need you can they would have no jobs they'd be out of work they'd be zero work because it's like well once you're this way you think this way it's like listen that's a lazy way of thinking you need to cut that shit out of your thought process and your brain Remove it from your dictionary or the source or syllabus, whatever you think of, and stop getting caught up and being stuck in the mud You with all this crap about being more concerned about what other people think of you than what you think of yourself. That's what it circles back to. It's being respectful to yourself and understanding where you go wrong and remember, it's okay to make mistakes, no matter what it is. I'll make 100 more mistakes today, and I'll make 150 more tomorrow. Now, it's if you learn from the mistakes that you've made. That's the biggest thing. I think everybody has this ability to, oh, you'll never make mistakes. I'm like, yeah, but that's kind of, it kind of defeats the purpose of trying anything at all. Right? Now, switching gears a bit. With everything that I've said so far, and kind of everything with what I'm about to say, um, I'm convinced I was born in the wrong generation. Now, some of you may think about this, and um, I talk about this with my business partner a lot, um, but I live in a generation right now where people compete with each other instead of supporting them. People think that they can say and do what they want. This one chaps my ass the most of all. People say and do what they want without any consequences. This drives me nuts. It's all for negative attention. That's it. Because people, oh, well, I want positive attention. Guess what? Positive attention is nothing compared to negative attention. People want any type of reaction, and the easiest ones are negative. It's so easy to get caught in that trap. Nobody has ownership, and there's a lack of accountability. And hearing all these things kind of get thrown around, and me listening, and me spitting out these words... Uh, well, this kind of stuff gets lost, and believe me, don't get me started on people not wanting to work these days. It's easy, and people will blame the handouts, and that it's easier to not do anything. 
than it is to actually do anything at all. And it makes me wonder. I'm like, we live in a weird time, don't we? Very weird time. Um, attention being above everything. Nobody wants to stick to anything they say. People's word lately have been glass. People are very, very transparent. I can see straight through you. Don't lie to me and tell me, oh, I'll be there at this time, and then don't show up. Don't say, hey, we're going to go here on this day, and then you don't do it. Don't make plans just to cancel 20 minutes before. Look, I get life happens and emergencies take place. Fine. That's okay. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the zero respect for the other person or for your own code of ethics. It's tough to try anything new nowadays, especially as well. And it's very, very, very tough to trust anybody. And that's the problem. That's what the internet's kind of created for us, is this inability to trust anybody. Old school morals and code of ethics and honor and uh, integrity and stuff like that are being lost um, as we grow. And it's very devastating. Um, there's a lot of crap that I've thought about and a lot of things that I think need to be addressed. Um, everybody has this issue with taking risks. Um, everybody has this issue with being consistent and making the most of opportunities. And <laughs> some things I've learned lately, um, the main one that stood out, and I've heard this being thrown around a bit before in the past, opportunity is very much disguised in blue overalls and is called hard work. So a lot of people miss it. And believe me, I have friends of mine who make money streaming on YouTube. What? They post twice a day, and they've been posting twice a day for five years. They have about 10,000, whatever, subscribers, whatever, cool. They make money on Twitch streaming, playing games. They have a blast doing... There's so much shit you can do if you work hard. You have to create your own opportunities, especially in this country. There's a lot of good about this country, and there's a lot of bad. Now, I'm not going to get into either of those things and break that down, because that's a different time uh, with different people I want to talk about with. But the one thing I do know and I do want to talk about is the lack of ambition to create opportunities. I've been lucky enough to find a group of people and have a group of people, especially in the recent four to six months on the podcast, who I see on a weekly or monthly basis. I can pick their brain. They're doing these ridiculous athletic and physical and mental intellectual achievements and accomplishments. They're challenging themselves in every form, every sense of the word, and they're trying to make themselves better and just see what we can make, what they can make the most out of an opportunity and see how they can create something for themselves and try to really understand what their purpose is, gain a sense of fulfillment, and this way when we look back on, excuse me, however many years we've um, had birthdays, we can kind of see what we're proud of, what we can't believe took place, and how we got to a point of where we are. And it's about making the most of opportunities, um, trying new things, taking risks and responsibility, stepping up when times are tough, being better than the day before, live your life with a smile on your face, kindness in your heart, and above all else, just be yourself. Because I don't know everything.
But I do know one thing, okay? I do know for a fact, a scientific fact, that everyone in life fails at something. But I would rather fail 100 times than know I never tried anything at all. Thanks for watching, guys. I'll see you next Tuesday.